so wonderful to be here with you today. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Of course. So you are a household name. Everyone, I think, knows you. you've had a successful modeling career. What made you want to take the leap into entrepreneurship? Um, I think I always felt a really strong passion for it. Obviously, I come from a family of a bunch of entrepreneurs, so I think it felt really natural for me. I felt like I was in a place in um, my modeling career as it was as it was like coming up on maybe nine, um, now almost ten years, where I was yeah. just really ready for something new and kind of to take control of my own business in a way and um, so I was I was really excited for it I always felt really drawn to it I just wanted to be really intentional with what I was gonna go for and and I honestly think it was nice to take the time and to kind of mature within myself and grow and get older and realize what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be and feel like I was ready for that step so I, I felt really ready and it's almost indescribable. I think I gave I you some yeah. words, but it's kind of a moment where you just wake up and you're like, okay, I feel like I'm really ready for this right. point in my life. So well, that's so cool. And I, yeah. going along with that, I've always thought like, out of every single product or thing that you could have chosen, why did you decide to start with tequila? <laughs> um, and I love tequila. So yeah, yeah. As a fan. Well, there you go. Yeah. I feel like it was it was a lot of that. Obviously, I was a fan as a consumer of, yeah. of tequila, um, and so I really loved it. And when I kind of, I mean, it's to make a long story short, I guess it was it. it was something that was always my mom and my dad drank it all the time growing up I always heard about it and then you know as I got older and I would start drinking it I kind of was like loving playing around with as a consumer tasting different tequilas loving different tequilas kind of just loving the space again as a consumer not knowing too much about the ins and outs of it and um, found myself really excited about it and really passionate about it for I call it destiny. I'm just yeah. like, I don't know why, but it all, all of a sudden kind of, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the space and really um, was kind of looking at all angles. And then um, one day thought it would be really fun to, to have a tequila for me and my friends. It kind of started there as this smaller idea. And then one thing led to the next and I had a whole team behind me and I um, found partners and founders that also really wanted to be a part of the space. And then we then grew, obviously, we didn't know much about making tequila, so we had to find the experts and right. grew our team from there. And um, that's kind of the really quick version of how it came to be no, and how I got excited about it. But it was perfect. it was basically me just being a fan of the space and mm -hmm. um, really enjoying seeing products that I had seen on the shelves and enjoying them and thinking, oh, this would be really, right. really fun for me and my friends to have something. And then it grew into this whole situation that's, that we have that's now. That's awesome. <laughs> and you talk about this great team that you built. Can you describe that a little bit about the people who you surround yourself with who yeah. help your business and, and how that works? Yeah, I mean, I think that's obviously one of the most important things in any business is surrounding yourself with people that know that they're the best at what they do. And I think yeah. we were really eager to find those people. And I feel we did. Our team is so amazing and we're small but mighty, I'd say still. Mm -hmm. And we definitely started really small but mighty. Um, but we really, we really went after some um, some big players, I guess, in the industry who've been around for 40 plus years really? who really know what they're doing. And um, I feel very lucky and blessed that they were like, that they took the leap of faith and the jump and they took the risk to come be with us on our team. And it's just right. really worked out really well. And I, I lean on them for so much information and so much knowledge and I've learned so much from them. So I just feel really grateful to have had them on our team. And yeah, it's been really cool. That's awesome. And there's so many of these celebrity tequila brands out there, mm -hmm. you know, Rita Ora, George Clooney, 
The Rock, a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. Were you nervous um, about standing out in a crowded industry and how do you set yourself apart? I consider that, like I consider that a healthy challenge. Like I think okay. we were really ready. We obviously know that there's a lot of amazing brands on the market and amazing tequila on the market. So mm -hmm. for us, it just made us want to be better. And mm -hmm. this was not something that, um, someone came to me with an idea or a brand that was already in development and wanted me to join. This was completely my idea from the jump and a, and a startup complete ground up process. And so I feel like for that reason alone, I really wanted, I would never have done this had I not put not only 100% of my energy and my love into it, but also really made it an amazing product. Like I really right. wanted premium liquid. I wanted amazing packaging. I wanted all the things to line up really beautifully. So I think that for me, it was it was just a big part of like, obviously standing out is a is a huge thing for it as well because there are a lot of other brands. But I mm -hmm. think that, I don't know, I just I wanted it to feel a hundred percent, and I think yeah. that it that only drove me to feel like we had to be at the best of our, the top of our game, basically, right. knowing that there was other great products out there. Absolutely, and one of the things that I always read about eight one eight and that I think is really cool is that it's a family owned and operated distillery yeah. in Mexico. Tell me about production. How involved are you? Uh, yeah. Talk to me about the, the process. I am involved every step of the way. My hand is pretty much in every aspect of the business. Obviously, I don't physically make the tequila. Right. Um, but I, I'm involved in everything. Yeah, we're, we're, we're partnered with an amazing distillery, Grupo Salave. They are run by the Perez family. They're amazing. I'm obsessed with them. Just like the sweetest, kindest people. Mm -hmm. And we got really lucky. I think that what was really cool about Grupo Solave was um, coming into their distillery and realizing they had so many things that aligned with us at 818. And yeah. the biggest thing was their sustainability efforts. And um, my involvement is all around, like I, I'm, I'm involved in everything. We have weekly Zoom calls and we're on the phone with every single person on our team, pretty much all the executives. And we're talking creative and all any type of business conversation and we're pretty much all around the board and I'm always getting updates on what's going on down at the distillery and all the okay. things so and obviously I'm visiting pretty frequently as well so I'm sure I feel really grateful because I, like I said about having a great team like the Perez family is just amazing and being partnered with this distillery is probably like I feel so blessed and I feel so like honored that we're right. a part of their system and they're just amazing so that's it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Now you mentioned at the beginning of this interview, you come from a family of entrepreneurs. Yes, That's clear. Your sisters <laughs> all have their own businesses. Yeah. How do you stand out and what is the, the Kendall brand that you're trying to go for? I mean, I think that we all have our own vibe, our own personalities, my sisters and I, my family and I, and I don't know, I feel that I've probably said this before a million times um, in other just interviews, but like, I, I feel like since I was a kid, I kind of always was a little bit like, and, and not to say that either is good or bad. It was just, I was always a little different. I was always kind of sportier and maybe not as girly or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So I, I just always felt like I had a little bit of a different path or something. And then, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think that any of it means one thing or the other. I just think that my path led me here and I think that it feels really fitting for me and I really enjoy it. But. Um, it's interesting because I can ask for advice all day long from the people that have, right. from my sisters who've done, you know, have made their own businesses and stuff like that. But I feel like there's still some differences 
just obviously within the industries. So did you ever? It's a nice. Feel... I think I wanted to challenge myself. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to ask. Like, like, did you different. feel a pressure at all to like, all right, I got to be an entrepreneur. I got to be a founder because all of them. No, know. I don't think I felt pressure. I think okay. I was really excited about oh, it. Cool. Um, yeah. I think, like we said earlier, like my my mom, my grandma, my sisters, they they all kind of were those entrepreneur had that great spirit and so I um, I really just followed their lead I think it was like kind of natural in a sense um, and it felt just right I don't know that's really good yeah no, that's awesome describe how you spend your time these days like is it mostly 818 is it filming Kardashians is it modeling talk walk me through that. it's a bit of everything okay it's like a good it's a good mixture of all yeah. um, I think my main focus is my business is 818 um, but I, I still have so much fun modeling and doing all those amazing things. So I think that I find time for everything. Sometimes it gets a little overwhelming, maybe, AKA maybe this next, these next couple of weeks, but I, I really t don't take it for granted. And I think that I, I love working and I love staying busy. And so I really enjoy it. And I, and I, I'm a lucky, lucky gal and I get to do all these fun things that were dreams of mine as since a young kid. So I'm. Really happy. <laughs> that's amazing. And speaking of, of things you do, um, everyone knows you love horses, and mm -hmm. that's a hobby of yours. Is there any little known thing that people don't know about you that you do in your spare time? I'm like a big chiller. I don't really do much. Chilling I, is great. I chill. Yeah. I love like I love sporty things. Like I love anything because I feel like I just kind of grew up a sporty gal. I love getting outside, and I don't know. I was I'm trying to think of anything sporty. I like just I like we. We ride around and we do like wake surfing, like in, at this lake before we go. It's just like all this fun stuff. So I just love anything adventurous and outdoorsy, but like that's, that's I'm fun pretty though. boring. No. Like I swear, I'm pretty boring. Well, that leads into my next question. It's like I feel like you know, you've been sharing everything your whole life. Is there anything that's too personal that you're saying like I won't share this at all? Yeah, I mean I have a lot of that. <laughs> I'm like very much. I like like to keep private stuff private, personal stuff sure. private. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know. I've always kind of been that way. Even since I was a kid, like before anything, like I just always was kind of like, it's my business and nobody else's. Yeah. So it's just always kind of been my motto. Speaking of that, I think people also, again, feel like they know you because they see this one side of you that's out there. Um, is there a part of you that people don't see that you wish that they saw? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of the, the tricky part about wanting to keep a private life is I think it gives more room for people to create a narrative for you and think right. that they they can kind of put you in this place or in this box and be like, okay, she's this girl because maybe they've seen one or two things that they think has convinced them of an entire lifestyle of mine. Um, so that can get frustrating, I think, at times when you're like, hmm, it's not, not accurate whatsoever, right. but it's okay. Um, so I think that that's where I, I get a little conflicted in like, okay, I want to be as private as I possibly can for my own sanity and mental well-being. Um, and it just makes me happy, I think, to keep yeah. things sacred and safe. Um, so I just, and then I'm like, okay, well, then that also leaves a little bit more room for people to create their own narratives. But I think I've accepted that, and I, and I know that the people around me and the people that love me and... Um, the people that I want to know those things about me, my quirky side, my silly side, my freak, freaky weird sides, like all those things I think that I, all my special people around me know and yeah. I'm happy with that. That's, that's, that's all you can ask for, yeah, honestly. Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, famous families, they come and go, but none has really had the viral staying power that your family has. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I guess I like, I think that it's obviously a special kind of maybe once in a once in a few decades once in a century thing but it's 
it's obviously, there's something. I mean, I, it's like hard for me to answer that question, but we're wild and we're funny and we're crazy. But at the yeah. same time, I think behind it all, like the main, the main energy behind it all is love. And we just like have so much love for each other. We stand by each other. And I think that maybe that's it. I, I, I can't really fully answer the question. No, that's a good, that's a good thought. I guess that's yeah. what I try and equate it to, I guess. So for a lot of the under 30 founders that I talk with, a big problem is imposter syndrome. They don't feel like, you know, I'm empowered to be a founder. I'm too young, I'm too X, mm -hmm. but you it's times a hundred since you're in the public eye. Did you ever feel this way? And how did you get around that? Yeah, I think I, I, think I feel it a lot. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure being one in the spotlight, but then also um, obviously running a, a business, um, a business of your own. So I think that I've felt that at times for sure. I think I always try and like, I'm as corny as it sounds, I'm a big affirmations person. So I'm always trying to talk up to myself and talk kindly to myself and remind myself that I'm worthy of all the things and that um, everything is placed in my life for a reason and all the things. So I feel like, and I, and I do feel prepared. I do feel really like kind of what I was mentioning in the beginning. I feel like yeah. A lot of where I was in my life when I made this decision was um, at a place where I felt like I was ready. Right. Um, and I also felt like I was just meant to be here at that time. So sorry to get a little spiritual, but I just feel like that those gen those feelings genuinely help me get through those moments of imposter syndrome. And I think, um, yeah. That's that's helpful. Hopefully that <laughs> that's, answered that's your great. question. And I think that if you weren't already famous, if you weren't already a celebrity, do you think you would have still gone and been an entrepreneur? Yeah, I feel like I I have kind of that like work fighter mentality. Mm. Um, and I think that I have a lot of drive in that sense. So I do think that probably something would have come along. Um, I think about that all the time because I'm like, where would I have been had I not been doing this? And and there's never really obviously super clear answers because it's the unknown, but um, I do feel like I'd probably have some sort of, I don't know, I'd be like interior design or something. I like, I like love that. that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I feel like just naturally, I maybe would have ended up somewhere like that, right. but That's who knows? Really cool. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> do you have one business rule that you operate by always, no matter what? Um, I think a lot of it, is, it has to do with like trust your gut. And mm -hmm. I think that also surrounding yourself, which we've also kind of ta talked about a little bit here, but surrounding yourself with people who you really trust and who you feel um, really like specialize in a certain place that you might need that like uplifting help. And I think that, you know, just the pros and like people that are really smart and want to feed you great advice and have your back genuinely. I think that that's all super, super important. So yeah. your environment and all the things, but also your gut. That's probably the biggest thing for me is following my gut. That's a great piece of advice. Um, and speaking of business, so for you, your family is really you know synonymous with with business. How do you separate you know your your family time versus the the financial? How do you navigate that dynamic? It's so funny you ask because obviously my mom is my mom, but she's also my manager. So right. we have moments like when we're talking on the phone and we're talking about business and we're like maybe having a heated conversation about something, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Okay, I love you. How are you feeling today?" And I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, yeah, you're my mom too." Like, right. and then we'll go talk about something else, like a bad day or whatever, very mom stuff, mom daughter related things. So there is that. that sometimes there can be confusing moments where I'll come over to my mom's house on a Sunday and she just wants to chill and I just want to chill and then we end up getting in these debates about work stuff or whatever we end up talking about so and I'm like but it's Sunday we should just be mom and daughter right now so we have our moments but at the end of the day I think we're really good at compartmentalizing I think all of us are we're all pretty pretty pro not to 
toot our horns, but we're pretty pro, and I think we get we get the separation between like work, fam time, and business time, and all those things. That, so. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, of you and work and brands, so 818 is definitely a, your big business, but the other business I think is is you as Kendall. Mm -hmm. How do you decide which brands and posts to to be sponsored, or who do you decide who to work with? Um, that's a that's also very intentional for me. Like I'm. I find myself to be a very intentional person. So anytime I'm like working with a brand or um, creating a brand or just doing something that is genuinely me, obviously everything has to feel super authentic to me. But again, super intentional. Like I don't wanna, I don't wanna do anything that, that doesn't align with my vibes or my morals or my feelings and things that really make me feel good and make me feel like getting excited to wake up in the morning. And I, and I had to work to get to that place. It wasn't always, it wasn't always that easy. I can't just say yes and no to everything. I can't say no to a lot of things, especially 10 years ago when I was starting. You know, it, it was a lot of yeses and a lot of um, not only feeling grateful to be in that position, but just feeling like, you know, I wanted to build up my portfolio and my career and all the things. But now I think I have the blessing of being able to say, okay, does that align with me? And I wake up a really happy person because of that. And so that's been something that I, you know, kind of had to find. I don't yeah. think that came supernaturally. There was a rough patch where I was like, mm, I'm saying yes to a lot. Do I need to say yes to all this? Right. And so finding that happy middle and um, finding the blessing in that is also really important for me. That's great. And talk to me about what's coming up for you next in 2024. What projects excite you right now? I mean, I have I have stuff on the rise for sure, okay. and I'm very excited about a lot of things. But I'm also I love I love to live in the present, and I think that I'm really just trying to hone in on obviously. Although 818 is two and a half years old, I I'm trying to also still live. She's she's pretty young. She's a baby, yeah. so I'm still trying to live here and just enjoy it, and also put a lot of my energy and my focus into it because I want to build it up to be amazing and really great. So um, a lot of my energy is there and I think I'm just kind of focusing on that. But I do have things that always are flowing through my head. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear about them at some point in the future. Yep. <laughs> um, now going back to, to you as a founder and 818, can you describe for me the biggest challenges you faced while being a first-time founder? Um, I think obviously there's a, there's a learning curve and there's a lot of things that you pick up on. And obviously I think one of the biggest things for me was um, going from being you know, you wake up as a model, you wake up every morning and you're, you're almost playing a character. You're doing what you're told. You're, you're following instruction. You're on set. You're following what the photographer wants, what the creative director wants. You're wearing what the stylist tells you, all those things, which is, again, super blessed to be in the position that I was in. I've worked with some of the best people of all time in fashion. So I'm really, really happy to have learned everything and absorbed everything that I have. But um, I think what was really cool and a bit of a learning curve, and it kind of goes into that like imposter syndrome thing where I was like, oh, wait, yeah. I'm the boss. Like, <laughs> When I when I started 818, it was a little bit like, oh my God, like I can I can call the shots. I can say this. I can make the bottle look like whatever I want the bottle to look like. And right. I can have the t the liquid taste the way that we all love the liquid to taste. So it just felt cool to be kind of in the in the captain's seat for a second. I mean, not for a second, I'm still there, but it felt nice to be in the captain's yeah. seat and um, I think that was a big shift for me. There was obviously a learning curve. And then also recognizing that being the leader and being the like the boss, I guess, was also setting a tone for the rest of the team. And so, you know, having that positive energy walking into a room and having right. that good vibe is always going to like end up reflecting on the entire team and what comes out of the product and all the things. Definitely. So, yeah, not been easy really to be a cool. founder. No, but it was, but it's been yeah. really, really cool and such an experience. And there's challenges and 
Um, obviously, like being a, a female founder in a predominantly male-dominated space, like all those 100%. things have obviously affected certain things. And but we we take those as like positive challenges, and we just want to become. It, it strives. We strive to be the best version of ourselves at Eight One Eight, and like right. it just honestly sets the bar higher. And we like love those kinds of challenges. Yeah. So, yeah. So you touched on this a little bit. But speaking of challenges, I know when you first launched the brand, there was some criticism about cultural appropriation. How did you navigate that? And, and how would you address those critics today? We obviously learned, we take notes, and we move forward. I think that we addressed it at the time, and we learned from that experience. And we, we love the consumer feedback and all those things. So we, we really took that, took the time to recognize and, and moved forward and only wanted to better our brand from that. So. Awesome. And Kendall, I have two more questions for you. The first being, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something before Keeping It With Kardashians premiered, oh what would you say to the Kendall then? What advice would you have? Um, I think advice would be like, stop and smell the roses when you can, as cheesy as that sounds. Um, but I would also tell her that, like, enjoy the ride. It's going to be, like, a beautiful one. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. But, like, everything's going to be okay in the end. And, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Good advice for yeah. anyone, honestly. Yeah. Um, and finally, ending on a bit of a lofty one, what do you want your legacy to be? <gasps> oh, my gosh. I, know. Um, I mean, obviously, that's a, a very deep question. And I'm sure people have given way better answers than I'm about to give. But I think that... Again, my corny my corny quotes probably, but like I think, like I want to uplift people. I want people to I want people to feel a positive feeling when they hear my name, see my face. So I think that that overall just happiness and well being is like all I would want from anyone who has any love for me anywhere and who remembers me down the line when no one cares about me anymore. I just hope that like <laughs> it's all positive and all good vibes. And I think that that yeah, I just want to yeah. Peace, peace and love. Peace I love love. it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kendall. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. Thank you.